Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lifeaholic Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. This is your host, Tino Kemiolaoye, and I am happy to be back here with you. How are you doing today? I really hope you're doing well. If you're going through a tough or or a challenging day or a challenging season, my heart goes out to you. And it's my prayer that you will experience the peace of God that passes all human understanding in Jesus' name. You know, if you're going through that situation, let God be there for you. Allow him to be there for you. Bring him into whatever you're going through. And if you're having a fabulous time, well, good for you. Your joy is preserved in Jesus' name. So last week, we talked about um, putting first things first and making more room for Jesus. And I give you an assignment to take some time to determine how you can cultivate the awareness of his presence in the course of your regular daily life. I hope you've done that assignment and maybe even begun to practice the awareness of his closeness. If you haven't done it, your assignments have begun to pile up because I have another one for you at the end of today's episode. So please do it, okay? It's it's important. It's the juice, the source of the podcast, and it's how we move forward. Right, on to today's episode proper. You remember we said last week that the theme for this month of February is authenticity. We are edging into it gradually, but we are taking a little diversion again today. It's related, but it's still a diversion. I'm trying to be obedient to God's leading. Today, we are talking about embracing the present. Embracing the present, the now, living a fulfilling and productive life now, today, right where we are. You'll see why this is important in a minute. Because, you know, if you think about it, We've heard about how we shouldn't dwell on the past too much, and that's true. The best things we have of the past are our lessons and our memories, but that has already been discussed time and again, so I'm not going to do the past versus the present today. Today, I want to focus on dwelling on the future versus living in the present. It's always great to have a picture of a desirable future in our mind and you know to look forward to it and even work towards it. Even then, We need to put the future in its place and we need to embrace living in the present. Embracing the present means that we are accepting where we are. We are living in it. We are giving it our best and our good attention. You know, we are opening up to it. It's where you really see what you have and what you are doing, the things you've been blessed with, the things surrounding you. And you are giving yourself wholly to it instead of wishing it away or dwelling on the future, you know, or just hoping for, you know, or just dwelling on a time where things will change. It's good to hope for things to change and to work for change. However, I found that we miss a lot of opportunities to demonstrate faithfulness, to to have joy if we are constantly waiting for things to happen before we give ourselves the permission to 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 be faithful or to be happy. Because you know, let's face it, the present is actually the only thing we have. Yes, we want to get to the future, but that's not going to happen for a while. And of course, the past is gone. So the present is what we have right now. And one reason to embrace where we are, to embrace the present, is because a lot of the future is actually determined by the present. So if we mess up the present, we will have a lot of cleaning up to do in the future. Also, embracing the present will help us to be thankful to God because when we open up, we really see how blessed we are right now where we are. In the story of the 10 lepers, one of them was healed on his way to show himself to the priests as the Lord Jesus directed them to do. 
he returned to thank God when he discovered he was already healed and the Lord perfected his healing. When we are thankful for what we currently have and where we currently are, it can be the starting point for a new beginning, for good change to happen for us. Additionally, another reason why we need to embrace our present is that it helps us to be faithful with the task at hand. And I think this is possibly one of the most important um, important reasons why we need to embrace the present. It helps us to be faithful. And when it comes to how we live, how we work, faithfulness is one of the major things that God requires of us. He rewards faithfulness. So we cannot be waiting for a different set of circumstances in the future before we give our best, before we can be diligent and faithful. And another reason is that when we embrace, you know, to embrace means to, you know, to open up to something, to accept something, um, to 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 um to give <laughs> another another um definition of course a very common definition of embrace is to hug something it's like you've accepted the thing you hug the thing you love it now there may be circumstances in your presence you know your current circumstances which are not desirable everyone has them we're always trying to improve we're always trying to get things better and all that so everyone has something about where they are right now in life that they don't find desirable that they don't want so that's a normal thing However, I just want us to know that embracing it doesn't mean that you don't want it to change. It just means that you are seeing opportunities to be thankful, to be joyful, to be faithful where you are right now. So that a lot of life is not passing you by. And, um, you know, okay, let me be honest here. I, I have not always embraced the present myself. In fact, this is a relatively new way of thinking that I'm trying to cultivate. It's it's um, a new mindset that I'm trying to make permanent for me personally. I used to live in the past and of course <laughs> um the emotions associated with that are not always good, you know. Of course the past always has good memories and lessons and all of that. But of course it also has regrets, it has nostalgia. You know why the future always looks better to us? The future looks better to us because we've not experienced, you know, nobody if you are thinking of the future and you're thinking of, you know, bad things happening for you in the future, that's not exactly a normal thing. Now that's something that's um that's some that's some um influence, either mental or spiritual interfering with your mind and your imagination and it's trying to corrupt it to imagine bad things. But if you are doing things normally, I mean if you are thinking normally and you don't have that kind of interference in your thinking or your imagination. You're always thinking possibly about the future. It's in the future that you have all the money you need. It's in the future that you're living in the kind of house you want. It's in the future that you started your own business and the things are thriving and, and, and your business is thriving successfully. It's in the future that you are married with wonderful children, you know? So the future is usually so bright and so perfect. So it's very easy to dwell on the future than the present because in the present, you know the current challenges you are having. So the future always looked better for me. It made me feel good. But the downside is that I will now always compare my present with my amazing future. And then I will start to slacken in the work of today and the circumstances of today. Sometimes I even treat things of today with dislike just because I was hoping for something better. Of course, this means I was losing on both ends because the present determines the future. The glory of the future is determined by faithfulness in the present. So, you know, as <laughs> okay, let, let me tell you something. You know, I remember as a kid, we used to live in a nice estate in a decent part of town, you know, as tenants. Then we moved to our own house, our own property as landlord. And at that time, the place that we moved to, that area was surrounded by bushes. 
it was you know the road was untarred the houses were many many of the houses they were not painted and some of them were not even plastered with cement and um it was just it was a far cry from where we were coming and it was in fact it was far from school it was far from church and everywhere else that was nice and familiar and all i could do was hope and pray that we will leave that area I was always praying that, hey, I don't want this place. You know, I was always praying that we would leave that area. That didn't happen. I mean, it was our property. But my nine-year-old mind could not comprehend that. I was just, I mean, suddenly nine, around nine, eight, nine, at most ten years old. I was just hoping for a miracle that would get us out of that place. And in my mind, I refused to accept or fully embrace that place as our home. So when my mom was spending money to tile the floor, I remember going to ask her, ah, why would you be tiling this floor? That, you know, that signified permanence to me. That signified acceptance to me that we are staying here. And I wanted to leave. I wanted us to leave. So I didn't get why she would spend money on that house when we could save up the money and go somewhere else. You know, obviously she was thinking differently. She was thinking, this is where we are now. And um, this is what we have. Let us make it as comfortable and lovely as possible. But of course, I was thinking, I'm not embracing this one. I will enjoy I will be comfortable when I get to the place, the house I want us to live in in the future. Now, that's, that example is all innocent. But when we look at it from different angles, we understand what a thief of joy or faithfulness it can be to constantly be living in the future instead of giving our best to the present. For instance, I could be complaining and reserving my best work for when I will have a million listeners to my podcasts or a million members in my community, instead of nurturing the people I have now. I could be griping and wishing I was over the DAPA and preschooler years, you know, when I won't have any children to be consoling or talking into sleep or jumping all over me or messing up the old living area. And I could miss out on this stage of my life and maybe even do a terrible job of motherhood in the present. I could also be waiting for the day I will speak to thousands instead of giving my best to the um, hundred. Okay, let me not even say hundred because sometimes you don't even have gatherings of hundred anymore. I could be waiting for the day I will speak to thousands instead of giving my best to the 20 people gathering, um, you know, gathered in a small room before me. I could be waiting for the day when I start my own business instead of giving my best to my current employer. I could be waiting for the day when I get a better job instead of doing my best and being happy where I am right now. I could be saving all my happiness for when I am married or when I have children or when I can relocate out of the country instead of enjoying where I am right now, instead of being faithful where I am right now. I can spend the time making plans and dreaming of the future when I can give all I have to my current clients, my current customers and projects, you know, is when presidents are coming to patronize me that I'm going to do my best. Of course not. I could be upset that I don't have a job yet. When I can give all I have to help my family at home, to serve a mentor, to volunteer somewhere, or just even be grateful that I have some time, some free time to learn and grow. So really, I just want to remind us that whatever season we are in, in any area of our lives, no matter how incomplete or undesirable it may look, that season has many things that are positive about it and for which we can be thankful. It's only a matter of perspective. Because it's a perspective that's going to make somebody who is trusting God for the fruit of a womb say, okay, you know what? Right now, I don't have any children of my own. It means I can give more time to my work. 
it means I can give more time to um, even things of ministry, even things of God. It means I can spend more time in praying. It means I can spend more time, you know, with my husband. I can be more available for even my friends. Everything has its positive seasons because a time will come when all those things won't be readily, when your time will be so um, contested for. Or, you know, somebody saying it's until I get married and I'm going to be happy. Ha. You know, that's, or somebody saying, I just don't like this country. And and I'm in Nigeria, by the way, and it has a lot of, you know, not so pleasant um, experiences attached to living in this country at this time. You know, while we pray for things to be better, somebody could be saying, I'm not even going to allow myself to relax or enjoy myself until I leave this country and all of that. But, you know, I just want to remind us that it's only a matter of perspective and and that brings me to the assignment for this week. Take one. This is the assignment for this week now. Take one area where you have been waiting for things to change that perhaps you are not f- embracing where you are right now fully. Take one area of life where um, you have refused to embrace fully, where you have not allowed yourself to be joyful or thankful or faithful. Now write out three positive things about that area of life, about that situation so that it can help you to shift your perspective and maybe help you to embrace it more and make the most of it. So let me share my own example with you. For some time, um, I have desired to live in a certain kind and um, a certain kind and a certain size of house, but I can't afford it just yet. The kind of house that I have pictured in my mind, that I have pictured, that I that I have seen, I, I can't afford it yet. And I have found myself getting upset about the fact that where I am right now cannot house my desires for, you know, for my life, for my projects. And only those really close to me will understand that this is a big deal for me. But anyway, even while I'm still working and waiting for this to change, I'm going to try to change my perspective. So my positive things about it will include that, okay, it's a strong, sturdy building. It's in a nice estate in the city, you know. Um, of course, we've... <laughs> The example I give about when I was now, of course, I'm not nine or ten anymore, so I don't live in that house right now. And of course, that area is now very well developed, and it was just a matter of foresight and having foresight at that time. Anyway, so about my current location, I can write things down about so it's in a nice estate in the city. Um, it's easily accessible from anywhere. We have good neighbors. We have um, good, you know, infrastructure roads light and all of that so these are some of the things just by way of an example for you to write your own assignment so please remember we can only be faithful in that which we are currently doing not what we will do in the future because that has not yet come so i pray god will help us to embrace the present and be joyful in it be thankful for it and be faithful in it and with it in jesus name amen so please, people, do your assignments, keep the journal. And if I have cause to meet anyone in the Life Holy community one-on-one, you know, this is one of the first things I will ask you about if you have been doing the assignment because, you know, this is how we grow. All right, friends, thank you so much for being here with me. It's It's been my pleasure hanging out with you again today. Please subscribe to the podcast and share it with the people you care about. Also, please visit us at thelifeholic.com to be a member of the community and connect with the Lifeaholic on Instagram as well, at the Lifeaholic. So thank you so much. Till next week, God bless you. Bye.